0: hey what's up happy wednesday and thank you so much for tuning in i am your host madam butterfly and you are listening to frequency bay thank you so much for joining me today so on today's episode i'll be going over the topic of health equality and health inequality and the way in which COVID 19 has done a really good job of exacerbating uh health inequalities around the globe um and um in america and especially in, in in places overseas and in indigenous communities around the world um so basically what i've got in store for this episode is uh so in the, we'll go into uh, a couple videos about how about what exactly health inequality or health equality is um and then after we do that we'll go into some other material most likely uh an interview that i came across and then from there we're going to give a take a look at a really interesting um Rolling Stone article on the topic um and yeah so we'll just go ahead and start from there Let me go ahead and get this pulled up. And I also want to say health equality is something that's really near and dear to my heart. Because as a, uh, you know, as a black woman who has her own health issues, I've seen health inequality firsthand um growing up and being involved with the the medical institution here in America. So, I I can definitely say that it's real and I can definitely say that it is it is extremely uh unfair, but it's also um health inequality is very much built into the system that is the health industry in North America. Um and part of the reason why it's built into the system and the structure the way it is is because of how much of a business um healthcare is in, you know, the um how much of a of a business that um the um whatchamacallit the healthcare industry is in um in America.
1: Alright, so I'm going to Yeah, I'm in the process of pulling this
0: up now. Thank you so much for deciding to tune in with me. It is very much appreciated. Um, I thought it'd be really important to talk about this. I've talked before about health literacy, um, gone over the big six, uh, with, you know, a really, really beautiful presentation that a different doctor gave that I thought was incredible.
1: All right, here we go. Let me see... Ba-ba-ba-ba. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Grammarly does more than catch errors. With Grammarly,
2: you can find really good, no, perfect words that make your writing
1: sharp explicit. explicit. Shit, To better understand the goal of health equity, you need to learn
2: what causes health differences among groups of people. Health inequities are differences in health, that are avoidable, unfair, and unjust. Social, economic, and environmental conditions can affect health in a number of ways, creating health inequities. Social inequities occur when a person is treated unfairly because of things like race, class, gender, sexual orientation, or immigration status. Institutions such as corporations or schools have the power to create unequal opportunities based on social status. These unequal opportunities can lead to poor educational outcomes or fewer job opportunities creating economic disadvantage. For example, a college graduate earns over $36,000 more per year than someone who did not finish high school. Income can determine the neighborhood you live in. The environmental conditions of a neighborhood can affect a person's health. In Marin, California, Someone can live 15 years longer than someone who lives just 8 miles away. Why? Lower-income neighborhoods tend to be in poor social and environmental conditions. Examples include being closer to environmental hazards, such as freeways or power plants, having higher crime or violence rates, or limited access to healthy foods and safe places to exercise. Social, economic, and environmental conditions can affect health disparities, which are differences in health among groups of people. Health behaviors affect disparities. If people are not educated on how to lead a healthy lifestyle, or they lack social and financial support to make healthy choices, they may choose certain behaviors over others. Behaviors such as smoking, poor nutrition, or unsafe sexual behaviors increase chances of developing chronic conditions or diseases, which can affect how long someone lives. Smokers live at least 10 years less than non-smokers. Health disparities are also affected by genetics. We are learning more every day about how our genetic makeup makes us more vulnerable to certain health problems. Access to quality healthcare is one key in reducing inequities and disparities, but health is more than just disease or illness. Health is how we treat others, the opportunities we are given, where we live, and our everyday behaviors. Nobody should be denied the chance to live a long, healthy life because of social, economic, or environmental conditions. To achieve health equity, we need to eliminate avoidable health inequities and health disparities. We need to create fair opportunities for health, provide equal access to resources, and invest in low-income neighborhoods. Health equity will be achieved when everyone is able to reach their full health potential.
3: To learn more, visit our website
0: so that video was really sweet um in my opinion it was a little unrealistic but it was really sweet um so I think that and this is just me that um we need to take a better look at why lower income communities exist there are very real and hardline reasons as to why poor marginalized communities exist um because we can beat around the bush we can we can talk around it we can play around it we can think around it have think pieces about it around it but, at the end of the day, structural change that's authentic and genuine is what's going to help this. It's what's going to change this, and not just talking about it i don't don't get me wrong though awareness is important and it has its place um it just it just turns my stomach to know that, you know, people like Democrats spend all day touting around about how social justice is important and social change and civic change is so important. And at the end of the day, they don't do as much as they need to to, to move the needle in relationship to that. Um, but, you know, I don't want to be a negative, Nancy. Um, I appreciate the fact that you know this 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 video is available and it's free and it is brought to us by the health equality institute shout out to the health and quality institute um i also want to mention um doo, 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 doo. i also want to mention uh the lack of diversity within The health industry. And. You know what? I'll just play the video. How about that? How about I just play the video? I feel like she can talk. I I feel like uh, this TED talk could speak to this a bit better than I can. Um, Growing up, my doctors were always cis white men. And that was something that I never really questioned because I was so young while I spent as much time as I did in the hospital and you know my parents were telling me that these people were people that I needed to trust or that I should have trusted and um so I mean I did (laughs) but anyway now that I'm older and I'm asking more questions um I'm gaining a better understanding of what of why things are the way that they are and what's what and there is an absolute lack of diversity in healthcare and um there was one woman by the name of Kania Howard hopefully I'm probably not pronouncing that right I don't think I ever do but um I'm going to go ahead and try to play this video.
1: With Squarespace, editing oh, and adding pieces yeah. on my e-commerce site yeah. is quick yeah. and easy. In the summer of 2013, Let me turn this down, folks.
3: Had the opportunity to be a part of an internship program that granted minority college students exposure to health professions that lack diversity. This internship was a great experience since I had the pleasure of shadowing and learning from great clinicians that looked like me. Not only that, but we related to one another on a different level since we shared similar backgrounds and similar upbringings. This opportunity was truly inspiring because those physical therapists helped me realize that with diligence and determination, obtaining a doctorate degree in physical therapy was not unattainable. From there, I learned that building relationships and connections with my patients was crucial to obtaining better outcomes and a successful recovery after an injury, a recent surgery, or someone suffering from a neurological condition. I especially found this to be true when I treated patients that were from minority groups or people of color. Often, they would say to me and thank me that they were happy to see a clinician that looked like them. Today, I want to discuss how a lack of diversity within certain healthcare professions is a health disparity, affecting people of color, people living in rural areas and low-income populations. But before I get into that, I want to introduce myself. My name is Dr. Kiana Howard, and I am a licensed physical therapist. I primarily practice in outpatient orthopedics, where I treat various diagnoses from musculoskeletal injuries, neurological conditions, and people that have undergone surgery. Since I've been practicing, I treat a wide variety of people from different ages, races, religions, people living in rural areas, or people from different socioeconomic statuses. Thankfully, I've been told by my minority patients how they appreciate me because they feel that their health concerns are being properly addressed. It's mostly known and trending that racial minority populations are at a higher rate (coughs) for contracting chronic health conditions than their white counterparts. These conditions may include high blood pressure, diabetes, and cardiovascular diseases. Because there is such a wide difference between whites, and non-whites likely to contract a chronic health condition, this is categorized as a health disparity. A health disparity is basically health differences between different groups of people. Some differences may include how many people contract the disease, the severity of the disease, how many people die from it, and how many people actually have proper access to health care to get screened for these diseases. Others may say health disparities are linked with different factors, such as social factors, economics, and environmental factors. Unfortunately, minority groups are more likely to have suboptimal care and higher rates of poor health outcomes than whites in some disease cases. So could the lack of diversity in certain healthcare care professions also be linked to health disparities? Let us turn our focus to the demographics and look at how we are actually being represented in certain healthcare professions. Pictured here is a graph of the United States population. A larger portion is comprised of white Americans at 76.3%, followed by Hispanic Latino at 18.5 and black Americans at 13.4. The next image highlights physician populations by race. Similar to the U.S. population graph, white Americans still make up a large portion of the medical doctors. However, all minority groups except people that identify as Asian are underrepresented in this profession. Now let's take a look at the physical therapy profession. As noted in the previous graph, white Americans still maintain a large portion of the physical therapy population. And all minority groups except those that identify as Asians are underrepresented in physical therapy. So how do we fix this issue? How do we improve the representation of racial ethnic minorities in healthcare? Primarily, there must be a pipeline system or some type of strategy in place to ensure that disadvantaged and underrepresented groups are represented. A lot of reasoning behind the lack of diversity in healthcare is due to the lack of exposure of different healthcare professions to minority students. For me, I was exposed to physical therapy in latter high school only because I had an ankle injury from running track. But what about those students who are not student athletes? Those students whose families may not have enough health care coverage to pay for a physical therapy session? How will those students know about the career or any other health care career that is underrepresented? This pipeline model has many levels, beginning from early childhood all the way to the medical professional. Getting kids exposed to different healthcare professions before college is important as they think about what they want to do for a living. The next level is the undergrad experience, which is vital for shadowing, volunteering, and getting exposure into the profession before applying to graduate school. Thereafter is the graduate admission process which is key to having people on these review boards advocate for people of color to be accepted into these programs. Finally, licensure preparation is also important. This is important to ensure these students successfully pass their examination and be licensed medical professionals. An example of a successful pipeline is based on a study done at the Ohio State University School of Medicine and the University of California post baccalaureate programs. These programs aim to help promising college graduates from disadvantaged and underrepresented backgrounds get into and succeed in medical school. From these efforts, researchers have found that the post baccalaureate graduates were more likely than non-post baccalaureate graduates to practice medicine in high poverty communities, high Latino and black communities. Nonetheless, research has shown time and time again that patients from minority groups that are served by healthcare providers that look like them have better outcomes. In another example, a study performed in Oakland, California, randomly assigned black men to black and non-black doctors to examine the demand of preventative care. From this, they found that black males assigned to black doctors increased their demand for preventative care services. These services include things like getting the flu shot, Monitoring their blood pressure, monitoring their blood sugar, and monitoring their overall health. From the same study, researchers also predicted a 19% drop in the black white male cardiovascular mortality gap, an 8% drop in the black white male life expectancy gap. Ultimately, increased racial minority representation in healthcare is crucial because diversity is associated with positive health outcomes. These outcomes would include things like increased access to health care for minorities, improved patient-provider communication, improved patient satisfaction, and lower morbidity and mortality rates among minority groups. The lack of diversity in health care is a health disparity for racial minorities and disadvantaged groups. Many healthcare care organizations and professional schools are addressing these issues, but we still have a long way to go when it comes to diversifying the system. Hopefully, this talk can start a conversation and give you guys some insight on how we need to change and increase the need of minority health professionals, not only to reflect the people we serve, but to positively change the trajectory of how we treat patients and meet the continuing needs of the overall population. Thank you.
1: definitely felt like that needed to be said um
0: all right so we're gonna switch gears here and and, um we are going to take a look at an interview (sighs) that is around the same topic um With a man by the name of David R. Williams, professor of health public health at the Harvard TH Klan School of something. Hold on, let me see if I can find if I can find some information. It says. David R. Williams, professor of the public health at the Harvard T.H. Klan School of Public Health has been researching health inequalities in the United States for two decades and in this video he sits down with Don Berzvick, MD, president and senior fellow at IHI to talk about health equality and why it's important. All right. We're definitely excited to see what he's got to say. Let's listen
1: in.
4: Well, David, it's a pleasure to talk with you. Same here. Um, let's start with a question. So um, what does health equity mean to you, and why why is it important? um health equity is a term we often use in the united states a term health disparities as well or health inequities as well so there are lots of different terms used but basically they describe differences in health that are unfair and unjust there are some differences in health that occur that that, that naturally occur that would be expected to occur, but it's those differences that are unacceptable because they are unfair and unjust. And I think it's important to me because there are such large and pervasive uh, disparities in health in the United States by, by place, um, by socioeconomic status, income, education, occupational status, and by race and ethnicity. And I think it's unacceptable in a country, given the values that we have of providing equal opportunity for all. Can you personalize that for a minute, a story or an episode or something that that gives us a sense of why this hits home? Um, It it hits home for me for many reasons. Uh, one is I have spent um, uh, the better part of two decades studying as a researcher these issues. But there are many personal experiences that I have had um, that brings it home in in a very real way. I remember many years ago um, attending the funeral of, of a good um, college friend of mine whose wife, an African-American woman, um, had... Just died um, of breast cancer. And she was 33 years old. Um, and in America, um, breast cancer typically for most Americans is a postmenopausal uh, condition. Um, and her experience just typifies that of so many um, African Americans who get a very aggressive type of breast cancer at a very young age. So in the United States, we have this interesting pattern where white women have a higher incidence or more new cases, a higher rate of new cases of breast cancer every year. But under age 40, African-Americans have a higher incidence of breast cancer, reflecting the fact that they are much more likely to get the disease when young. Uh, I'll tell you a second experience. It's one has to do with my own mother, um, who um, was receiving treatment and because of poor treatment in in a healthcare facility had a stroke um they had failed she was receiving her medication um through a patch and and a nurse had failed to ch- to change the patch and so she had gone days without her medication and ended up having a stroke which left her uh with significant disabilities so that that was another um example because there's research suggests that it's not just her but um, minorities receive poorer quality care and less intensive care. Sorry to hear about your experience. Well, it's, 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 I, I, I don't want to make it a personal thing, although, although the, the personal experiences do bring it home, but it does reflect that this is, is not an isolated case. If we look at national data for the United States, it suggests that just in, in terms of black-white death rates, that 265 black people die every day in America who would not die if there were no racial disparities in, in, in mortality in the U.S. 265 people a day. 265 black people die prematurely every day who would not die if there were no um, racial inequities in health.
1: Show your AutoCAD skills on LinkedIn. all right and
0: so here is the rolling stone article it is titled cdc declares racism a serious health public health threat because it absolutely is all right let me put on my glasses here it says, racism negatively affects the mental and physical health of millions of people. The agency said when announcing an incentive to address public health equities. Well, it just says health equities, but anyway. All right, let's get into it. The CDC and Prevention, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has declared racism a serious threat to public health. In a statement announcing a health, equi- health equity incentive, health health <laughs> a uh, health inequity uh, initiative, on Thursday, the agency acknowledged that racism negatively affects the mental and physical health of millions of people, preventing them from attaining their highest level of health and consistently affecting. Inconsistently affecting the health of our nation and consequently affecting the health of our nation a part of this initiative to address racism impacts on racist impacts on public health the agency plans to study how social de- social deterrence the environment in which we live in and work affect health outcomes of for Americans. The CDC said it also made new and extensive inve- had new and extensive investments in racial and uh ethnic minority communities to address health inequities related to COVID-19 and other health conditions that includes a 300 million program to fund community health workers to reach out to Marginalized communities, the agency has also created a web portal called.
1: Get rid of this pop up. No, I don't want to subscribe. One second, guys. I have to pull up the article on a different computer because my computer be tripping. Excuse my
0: boyfriends. As an ini oh, I already read that. 300 million, uh, program to fund community health workers to reach out to marginalized communities. The agency has also created a web portal called racism and health, which it, which it hopes will spark, uh, public discussion. CDC directors, Rachel Welly wrote in a commentary on the site that she hopes these investments will create a, uh, durable infrastructure that will provide the foundation and resources to address disparities related to COVID-19 and other health conditions. Absolutely. Goes on to read, the pandemic has exposed many existing inequalities in our country and health care system. The disparities seen over the past year were not a result of COVID nineteen. Instead, the pandemic illuminated in, uh, in insecurities that have existed for generations and revealed for all of the Ameri- for all of America to see a known but often an unaddressed epidemic impacting public health. Racism, public health specialist and uh, physician Dr. Kanana. Dr. Kamara Phyllis Jones explains to Scientific America in 2020 how racism public how racism and public health have the and the pandemic have intersected to cause these uh insecurities race doesn't put you at a higher risk racism puts you at a higher risk. Uh Phyllis Jones said it does so uh through two mechanisms. People of color are more in are more infected because we are not exposed and less protected because we are less exposed and less protected uh than, uh chronic disease protected cro- than one infected we are more likely to die because we carry a greater burden of chronic disease from living in From living in poor communities and poor food options and poisoned air, and because we have less access to health care, the CDC has 2.25 billion in funding to address health inequalities exacerbated by the pandemic. And, and WasKI wants to use this as a way to make an impact on other health disparities caused by infrastructural racism. Oh, structural racism we are making a concentrated national effort to reach those who have not been reached because we are making ties to local folks and trusted messages, messengers. She told time in an interview, I just really want to make sure that as that as long as we are doing and doing that effort and reaching people where they are, that we do so in a way that will allow us to not only vaccinate them for COVID-19, but vaccinate their children or many children for many missed uh, immunizations and threat threats to their blood pressure and screen them for cancer and do all those things that we have been long neglected because they lacked access And that is the end of this particular article. And she brings up a lot, a lot of really good points um, that I'm glad that she decided to go over and express and bring to light in this particular article. That's definitely why I wanted to read this. Um, But that is all that I have for today. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit with me and listen. I hope you know a little bit more about health, health inequality because of this episode. And if you've decided to stay with me this long, thank you so much for it.
1: Um, and that'll be all for now. Uh, Madam Butterfly out.